0: Amen. Well, we've been in this journey uh, through the book of Ephesians, which is found in the Bible. It's a book in the New Testament. It's also a a book that was written by a man named the Apostle Paul, right, inspired by God, penned by Paul, and breathed out by the Lord, good and and perfect for us today, for us to learn from, grow from, and really dive deep into today. So we've been in Ephesians chapter 4, working through each verse in this text and I really believe that the Lord does have a word for us this morning through Ephesians 4, specifically verses 23 through 24. So if you have a Bible, and I hope you do, or if you want to look at the screen, if you've got some eyelids, let's go ahead and look at those as well. And, um, and let's go ahead and jump in. Starting in verse 17, just doing some recap verses of the last couple weeks, and we'll dive into where we're at. Today, if you're ready, say ready. ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat, let's eat. Let's eat from the word today. Now this I say and I testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of Christ, the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. The scripture says that they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity, but that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have learned and heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Can I get a loud amen? Amen. The truth is in him. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. This is our verses for today, 23. To be renewed in the spirit of your minds to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. God, we ask you one more time. Lord, we've prayed a lot today, but we want to just stay in in communion with you. So, Lord, would you now unfold the scriptures to our minds and hearts, God, as we're here just for a few more minutes, God, we just want to make sure we maximize the moment. Holy Spirit, help us. To get something out of this, God, we don't want church to just be a checkbox where we don't leave changed. So, church, would you pray with me right now and just say, Lord, change me? Lord, change me? I know some of us struggle with change, but get over it. (laughs) Lord, change me. I don't want to sound insensitive, but you need to be changed. I need to be changed. I want to get better today, God. So, Lord, help us now. Help us now with your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If I were to title this message um, something specific just with a, with a short phrase, it would simply be this. New mind, new self. New mind, New self. We've been talking a lot about what it looks like to put off the old self and put on the new, right? The title of the second half of Ephesians 4 that we really feel like the Lord gave us was on and off, on and off, that God's calling us to put off the old and put on the new. But I think that we need to go deeper into this text and say, okay, well, how do we do that? And what I really believe Paul is saying here is saying, if you have a new mind, you'll get a new self. New mind. New self. It sounds kind of cool to say. Ready? Let's try it together. Say new mind, new self. I mean, even go ahead and preach it to the person next to you and say, friend, new mind, new self. If you're watching online, new mind, new self. If you want to have a new you, you got to get a new mind. What Paul's talking about here in this text, starting in verse 23, we see this word and, right? He says, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. He uses this word, and it's a transitional phrase, because up to this point, Paul's been talking a lot about what it means to put off this old self, Where He says, this is what the old self looks like. Here's the characteristics of the old self. We need to put those things off, and now he starts to work into the new. And here's how you put on the new. Start by being renewed in the spirit of your minds. When I first read this text, I said, oh yeah, we need a new mind. We need to renew our minds. We need to renew our minds. That's a good word. We need to renew our minds. And we do. We do need to renew our minds. There's a verse in, in the Bible that talks about renewing your minds. We're going to mention it in just a few minutes. But the word that caught me was the spirit of our minds. Amen? Come on. How many you know that we're spiritual people? Right? This outer shell is gone. It's not that special. Really, this outer shell is just some some really creative dirt by God. Like we're all a bunch of walking dirt. <laughs> like if someone were to call you a dirt bag, don't get offended. Be like, yeah, that's pretty right. That's actually really true. I'm, I'm a pretty cool looking dirt bag. Like God said, I'm gonna make Adam out of dirt. Not so that we can be impressed with Adam. You should be impressed with God, amen? Like God, you did that? Amen, right? Like you used the dirt from the ground and made a person? That's who we are. That's, that, that should humble us, amen? We're like dirt with makeup on, dirt with, you know, with, with haircuts, dirt with clothes on. Some of y'all are getting offended. It's all right. It's, I get it. I hear, I, I, it took me a little bit to get over myself. All right? And so he's saying you, you need to be renewed in the spirit of your minds because the spirit lives in us. We're, we're spiritual people, Right? scientists and neurologists have been trying to figure out for centuries, what is a thought? How do you even... Where do you start? I'm trying to figure out what a thought is. Like, where does a thought come from? How does it develop? Here's the answer. We're spiritual. Our minds are spiritual. Our hearts are spiritual. One day this shell... Is going to fade and, and and die. It's no longer gonna work, but our spirits live on and will find their home in eternity. Now the question is, where will that home be? Will that be in the presence of God in a heavenly eternity, or will that be apart from the presence of God, which is the definition of hell? Right? The definition of hell, don't be so quick to jump to fire and brimstone that might be some descriptors of hell, but really the description of hell is absent from God. That's really what hell is. Hell is absent from God. It's saying, okay, I would rather be apart from him. I mean, I promise you, from what I know about heaven in the Bible, if you don't like God now, you definitely aren't gonna like heaven. I mean, heaven is all about Jesus, right? It's, it's spending time with people that love Jesus, right? There's going to be all types of people speaking all types of languages and all types of cultures, all with one commonality, Jesus. Therefore, while we're here in this changing room and we're just here at this stopping ground, right, this just quick moment of time, we should be renewing the spirit of our minds. Because if you can get a new mind, then you can have a new self. The mind is very powerful, the spirit that controls the mind. Let me ask you, what what is controlling your mind? What type of spirit is running the show when it comes to your mind? Is it a toxic spirit? Is it an unforgiving spirit? Is it a life-giving spirit? Come on, is it the Holy Spirit that is controlling your mind? If not, you got to renew the spirit of your mind. Renew the spirit. Some translations say renew the attitude of the spirit of the mind. I want to give you some some handlebars, maybe some tools for your belt on how you can renew the spirit of your mind. Albert Einstein, right, the the great doctor and, and philosopher and scientist he, he speaks about the mind and of the mind's importance. We'll see if we have a quote here because I want you guys to see it, right? And he, and he studied the mind for decades, right? And he says, the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. So my point is this, right? Paul got this message way before Einstein was alive. It starts with the mind. If you got it, say, I got it. If you're ready, say, ready. ready. Let me give you the first way to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. you got to guard your mind. Come on, somebody. you got to guard your mind. you got to defend your mind. you got to put some gates around your mind. you got to put one of those annoying key codes when you're trying to get to somebody's house. Like, beep, 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 beep. Uh, now it's calling somebody, right? You're like, man, who is like, it's calling Jesus, right? Like, you can't get in here until you get past this gate code, if you want to get in my mind, right? Some of our minds are just an open book. Anything can jump in this mind. That's why a lot of us are confused and overwhelmed and bombarded by all types of stuff, because we don't guard our minds. But the Bible would tell us today that we should guard our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, says it like this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Man, God's will for your life is super good. It's so good that it's pleasing and perfect as well. And here's what Paul says. If you really want to know and discern and get right God's will for your life, here's what you got to do. You can't conform to the patterns of this world. Start studying the patterns of the world. Like, okay, what's the patterns happening here? Okay, I'm not going to do that. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be transformed by renewing my mind. The New Living Translation gives a definition like this in their translation, Romans 12 2 says don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Right? Don't don't be a copycat of this world. I think it's wise of us to say okay, what are the behavior patterns of the world? What are the customs of this world? And whatever those things are, I'm not copying. Right? Like it's a big game of Simon says. And remember the game Simon says? Right? Some of us are like in a in a lifelong game of Simon says, right? And and it's, it's really what the world says. The world says, go, and we go. The world says, do, and we do. The world says, watch, and we watch. The world says, listen, and we listen. The world says, talk like this, and we talk like that. And here's what Paul's saying, inspired by God. He's saying, don't copy that behavior. The game isn't Simon Says. If you're a Christian, what well, it's Jesus Says. Come on, right? It's what the Spirit of God says. It's what the Word of God says. Okay, I'm no longer following the, the patterns of this world. I've repented and now I'm saying, okay, God, what's your pattern? What's your ways? What's your truth? What's your word? What's your definition? Come on, what's your pattern, God? I want to follow that way. It starts with your mind. Paul doesn't say just start doing that. He says, no, you got to renew your mind. And this process of renewal is daily, isn't it? This process of renewal is moment by moment. I mean, all types of stuff are trying to aim for the mind. The devil and all his demonic forces are pulling out arrows, aiming them at your mind. Because if you can get into the mind, you can get into the self, right? That's why, that's why the title says new mind, new self. So if you start filling your mind with Christ, you'll start to be more like Christ. We see this on display. We've got to guard our minds. I would encourage you, here, listen, guard your minds from the behavior and customs of this world. Hard? Absolutely. But for all my sports fans, since when is playing defense easy, right? Like, the the part about playing defense is always the hardest part. (laughs) To be defensive, to be on guard, to be alert, to be watchful, those different things, right? To be on guard. When it comes to your minds, you got to be able to study the behaviors and customs of this world and say, okay, that's what I'm going to be on guard of. Friend, I don't want you to be legalistic. I don't want you to say, you know, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But I want you to at least just be discerning. Is this going to help me or hurt me? Is this going to contaminate my thinking or is this going to help my thinking? Is this going to make me more loving or is this going to make me more bitter? Is this going to make me feel less joy or give me more joy? Ask yourself those questions when it comes to following and copying. Amen? Because we're called as Christians, for those, for those of you in the room that you wouldn't say, you know what, you say, I'm here today, but I'm not yet a Christian. Well, you got to make some bigger decisions first. got to say, am I going to join the team? Am I going to join Jesus' team? If you do join Jesus' team, you got to learn his playbook and you got to download his playbook into your mind so that you can run the plays, so that you can have a part in the game and be a, a factor, a game changer. Come on, God doesn't want you just on the bench all day. He wants to put you in the game. Some of y'all haven't gotten the game yet because you haven't changed your thinking. Come on, you haven't, you haven't started to think like you're on the team. Right? It's not enough. Don't just put on the jersey and say, I'm on Jesus' team. But okay, now i got to know the plays. i got to get this stuff downloaded into my mind. Download it into my heart. i got to renew the spirit of my mind. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. New mind, new self. Do y'all see it? If you see it, say, I see it. I see it. Because it. it's then. It's then. You can't. Don't, you, you don't get the then first. Right? It doesn't even say, become a Christian, then you will learn to know God's will for you. No, it says, renew your mind, then you will know God's will for you. If I did a hand pull, if I just said, raise your hand if you want to know God's will for your life, I bet you everybody would raise their hand. Say, I want to know God's will for my life. Let me tell you God's will for your life. God's will for your life is good, pleasing, and perfect. Amen. Three for three. God's will for you is good for you. Some of y'all think God's will is bad for you. You're like, man, if I really, if I really start to live God's will, it's going to be bad for me. <laughs> well, you need to Go. It really might be bad for you, the old self that needs to die, but it's good for you, the new you, the new real you, the true you, the Christ in you. It's going to be pleasing. Amen? You know what the word pleasing means? Pleasing. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. You don't even need the Greek for the word pleasing. Just It's pleasing. Mm, this is pleasing. This is good. This is good and pleasing. It's perfect. God's will for your life is perfect. For, for many years, church, many years, when I thought about God's will for my life, I thought it said boring, yeah. dull, lifeless, negative. imperfect. Come on, negative, right, Mark? Yeah. Like, and you know why I thought that? Did you hear what word I used? I thought that. Yeah. I thought that. Word, That's what I thought. Yeah, and what I had to do is I had to change my thinking. That, those are lies. I mean, even Jeremiah says that our minds are deceived. Isaiah says that our minds are sick. Your minds are sick. My mind is sick until I say, okay, I'm no longer going to allow my mind and the spirit of my mind to be sick and deceived. What I'm going to do is I'm going to renew it. I'm going to renew it, and that's why i got to guard it. Amen? So you can let all types of stuff in your mind if you want, but you're going to have all types of stuff going through your mind. It's going to wear you out, or you can guard your mind against the patterns of this world. Check out what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 through 23. I really believe that the eyes are the gateway to the mind. Can I get an amen from somebody? What we see matters, because what we see creates images in our thinking. And what we see can even give the enemy ammo to use against you can use against you when you're, al- when you're awake and when you're asleep. Amen? Can I just be real with you all here today, right? What we see matters. Here, this is what Jesus says. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Wow. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness, he says. Jesus is saying, you got to guard your mind, y'all, by guarding your eyes. So you have, I'm going to let, I'm going to let, I'm going to throw you the, the, the pass right now. You do what, with it what you want. All right. If it's a show, guard it. If it's something you're looking at on your screen, right, guard it, y'all. Again, right, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to walk this thin line of saying you got to earn your salvation. That's not what I'm talking about at all. We could, we could, we could not. We could become a monk and go live in the, you know, a, a, a pyramid and never see anybody, and still be just as dead in our sin than if we're at a strip club. All right, like you could. It doesn't matter. It's not about what we do. We don't earn our salvation. Right? You could, you could stop doing all types of things and still be on your way to hell. You'll just be a little bit cleaner on your way to hell. Right? That's not what we're talking about. We're saying because we're saved, because we're set free, if you put your faith in Jesus, when you get saved and you get set free, the best thing you could do is start to renew your mind daily so that you can walk in all the joy and all the purpose and all the passion that God has for you. Come on, right? That's what Paul's writing. He's writing to a church. The book of Ephesians is dear church in Ephesus. Renew your minds. You don't just become a Christian and graduate. No, you become a Christian, then you start to work it out. You start to work it out. Let me start to get better. Let me start to renew my mind. Let me start to think rightly. you got to guard your mind. Let me give you the second point. Don't just guard your mind in your eyes, but set. Set your mind. So now you're guarding it. you got some guards in place. Now you got to set your mind. It's something that you have to do. It's a discipline to take your mind and set it on the right things. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Talks about this. Set your minds. Something that we are. We have the, the action. Amen? Set your minds on things that are above. Not on things that are on earth. Don't set your minds so much so on the things of this earth that that's all you think about. We do need to start storing up treasures in heaven and thinking about those things. Thinking about eternity, right? Yes. Uh, most, most studies say that men live if they're lucky into their 70s women go bump up into the 80s because you know they're just a little bit better I mean hey you know I was waiting for an amen from a lady but you know what I'm saying I actually I'm not don't don't take this out of my sermon and post it all right like we're both all created equally in the eyes of God. I know that. We all just have different roles, right? But for whatever reason, women are living longer. I don't know. All right? It's just in the study. Leave it at that. Period. Okay? Now, listen. Listen. With that said, that's not that long. Right? Like, I, I, I don't know if you were here about a month ago when Pastor Tom from Urban Crest preached, and he says, if those studies are right, I got about 10 years left. What am I going to do with my last 10? Think about it like that. Wow. Right? And that's not even guaranteed that you make it that long. Eternity's long. Life is short. Eternity is long, long, long. Set your minds on some stuff that goes long. Amen? Amen. Right? We talk about giving. You can put your money towards something that will go beyond you because you ain't taking it with you. Right? We talk about thinking. Set your minds on things that are above, not just on things that are on earth. So you got to set your mind on those things. Set your mind on the word of God. Set your mind on some good worship music. Set your mind in at, here at church. Set your mind in the, in the word. Set your mind at a charge group. Come on. Set your mind on the things of God. That's what's above. What's above is what's coming, right? If you know Christ, set your mind on those things. So you can even be all the more ready. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth how about romans 8 verses 5 and 6 we're looking at a lot of scripture here good for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh here's why because your flesh just determines how your mind should think and your mind just says okay but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit y'all see it you got to set your minds on the things of the spirit well, look at the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. The Spirit of God always glorifies the Son, John 14. Right, so set your minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life, and I love this, and peace. Does anybody need that? Anybody want to go two for two? I want life and peace. If you are are absent of life and peace, it's because you're setting your minds on the flesh, not the spirit. It's as simple as that. If you're walking around, you're like, man, I just don't got peace. I don't got peace. I need the peace of God. Change your thinking. You need to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Set it on the spirit so you can have life and peace, or you can set your mind on the flesh, which leads to death. And what happens is we die in our thoughts. Our thoughts really have have a lot to do with our lives. And so I think it's important that we really guard what we let into our minds. Uh, A lady named Caroline Leaf has written several books on uh, the mind and thinking, and she's also recently written on how that really makes a big deal in our faith. I'll give you a quote from Dr. Caroline Leaf. She is a cognitive neuroscientist. She says, your brain simply captures your mind what, what your mind tells it to do, to do, and that impact the body. It is through the mind that our soul will or not prosper. What she's saying here is this, like your brain, right, it captures what your mind tells it to do. That's why your mind is so important, because you start renewing your mind, your mind, that spirit in your mind tells your brain how to think. Right, your brain, your brain, it it really isn't the spirit, it's the spirit that tells the brain what to do. Right, so when the spirit in you gets healthy, the spirit in you gets around the word of God, the spirit in you gets injected with the Holy Spirit, the spirit then tells your brain, Do this, and then your brain tells your heart, Do that, and feel that, and think that. And then what we do is we start to look more like Jesus. You get a new mind, you get a new self. That impacts the body. It is through the mind that our soul will or will not prosper. And I don't know about you, church, but I want to prosper in my thinking. Amen? Yeah. Caroline Leaf, she says it like this in a different place. Now this, this, I had to sit here after I read this. I was like, hmm. Forgiveness is a choice. An act of your free will it enables you to release all those toxic thoughts of anger, resentment, bitterness, shame, grief, regret, guilt and hate. I never looked at those things as thoughts. What those things are are first thoughts. They're they're second emotions or attitudes or feelings, but first they're ways that we think. We we think toxic, we think resentment, we think bitter, right? We think I'm not going to forgive. We think I'm going to feel guilty. We think I'm going to be hateful. And, and here's what she says. If you can just think forgiveness, all these are going to go away. Wow. It's a game changer for me. What if I just walk through life thinking, okay, I'm going to forgive because Christ has forgiven me. I'm going to forgive. Somebody's going to let me down today. I'm, gonna, I'm ready for it. Come on. Somebody's going to let me down. And I'm going to be the first to forgive. Now, I might correct or I might give feedback. It doesn't say that we shouldn't not do that. But then even God gives us ways to do that as well, right, with grace, with love, patient, kind. Set your minds on the things of the Spirit. Forgiveness is a choice, family. Come on. If you feel it, say, I feel it. Some of you are like, I feel it. It's an act of your free will. It enables you to release those toxic thoughts. I want to help you this morning. I want to help you release toxic thoughts, and you can do that by setting your minds on the right things. If you got it, say amen. amen. Let me give you the third point. We're going to move quick, all right? So we, d- we talked about guarding your mind, setting your mind. Let me give you the third one, replacing your mind. You got to replace your thinking. You got to say, okay, I got to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to replace with the right type of thinking. I love how it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, kind of similar thoughts here, similar vein. Will y'all read this with me? Can we read it together? Ready, one, two, three. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, what, oh, I, I, I lost. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Woo. I almost got lost. I almost started thinking it, right? Think about these things. How often, is anybody else guilty or is it just me? I'm just telling on myself this morning. How often do we think the opposites? We go throughout our day thinking the opposites of these things. Some of y'all are going to do it today. You're going to leave this church service and think about, well, this was the music wasn't good enough. The, 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 the sermon wasn't was went too long. The the screen didn't work, you know what I'm saying? The coffee wasn't good enough, you know what I'm saying? The the parking lot was a little too right. You're gonna think about everything that this is not. And what if you change and then and guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna feel down, you're gonna get upset, you're probably gonna slander God's house. Right, you're probably going to make a decision to say, I'm not coming back, right? And then you're going to f- continue to spiral into a bad place. And then you're going to say, how did I get here? It started with your mind. Nobody's going to want to be around you, right? Be- like, uh, come on, everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I need this word today. I need it today. But what if we left here and we said, okay, I'm only thinking about what's true. I ain't thinking about what's false. I ain't thinking about lies. I'm only going to honor. I'm going to honor people. I'm going to honor leaders. I'm going to honor, I'm going to do a 360 honor. You know what that is? I'm going to honor people above me. I'm going to honor people below me. I'm going to honor people all around me. I'm only going to think honorable stuff. I'm going to think about what's just, because God is a just God. That's a good word for today's culture. I'm going to think about what's pure, whoo, whoa. I'm going to think about what's lovely. I'm going to think about what's commendable. That's commendable right there. I'm going to think about those things. You're like, I only know like two things that are commendable. I know. I'm just going to think about those all day long, right, until I find another one. If there's anything excellent, I'm going to think about what's excellent. If there's anything worthy of praise. Come on, who's worthy of praise? Jesus. Jesus. He's worthy. He's worth it. That's what worthy means. He's worth it. He's worthy of our praise. Paul says think about these things. Think about those things. So here's what you got to do. You have to replace your mind. In order to renew the spirit of your mind, you have to replace the things in your mind with the right things. Take out the old things. If you just take out the old things, Jesus tells us the devil will grab nine of his homies and jump into those places. It's going to get even, and he says it'll even get worse than it was before. We can't just take them out. we got to substitute in the right things, the right things, replace those things, right? 2 Corinthians 10, 5 is a great verse that talks a little bit about these things, right? It says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive to obey Christ, thing what Paul's talking about he's saying we take their thoughts captive people that we're having dialogue with he's talking about when you're in conversation with somebody that's trying to destroy the knowledge of God that's trying to come against what we believe about scripture he goes take those thoughts captive and take your own thoughts captive right he's using military language do y'all know that this is war language to take somebody captive he says look go beyond that do that with yourself Grab the thoughts of your mind and interrogate them. (laughs) Sit down, thought. You're not helpful. Get out of here. (laughs) Next thought. You're not honorable. Get out of here. Next thought. You're not excellent. Get out of here. Next thought. You definitely aren't pure. Get out of here, right? And all those thoughts were like, well, you let me in. (laughs) Now I threw you out. Come on. I love it, Pete. Preach the word, Pete. You gotta guard your mind. You gotta guard your mind. Guard your heart, right? You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta set your minds on the things that are above, not the things that are on earth. You gotta replace your mind with good thinking, amen. Good thinking. Let me give you the fourth point. What about prayer? You gotta pray for your mind. Pray for your mind. I love this prayer from David in Psalm 19, verse 14. Psalm 19, verse 14. This is David's prayer. Make it it your prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. You know what the meditation of your heart is? You're thinking. Because your heart doesn't meditate out of nowhere. That's your heart being synced up with your mind. May the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. What if we started our days and saying, okay, Lord, before I jump into this day, before I look at social media, before I talk to a single person, I want to talk to you, God. I want to talk to you. if you got on your knees and you just said, Lord, I want to talk to you. Lord, may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. My rock and my redeemer. Do you know why David added those last two little phrases about God? Because he's saying, God, you're going to hold me down. You're my rock. And everything that I mess up, you're going to redeem it. <laughs> my rock, I need my rock, and I need my redeemer. Do it, Lord, right? I need the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to you, oh, Lord. Pray for that. Won't God just show up, though? My brother Randy, who's here, he, he makes a, a prayer benches. He made a prayer bench for our office. I would love for you to check it out when, when you go to our office sometime at walk church, go find this really cool prayer bench. He made it for us. And he said, what type of scripture should we engrave on the prayer bench? I said, Psalm 19. Because every time I go to the prayer bench, I want the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to God. I want the words that I pray, come on, to be pleasing to God, amen? Amen, let me give you the, the, the last point of the sermon, we're done. I thought we were gonna make it so much further. But we'll pick it up next week, amen? Pick it right up where we left off. The last point is train. I want to talk about training your mind. You got to train your mind. Train your mind to think right. Train your mind to think healthy. Training is a biblical principle, right? We all are called to be trainers, to train our thinking, to train our lives. Paul writes to Timothy the words he would also write to us, right? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Let's look at it together. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says it like this. Train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, all the, come on, all the, all you gym rats. Yeah, yeah right? Like, that's your verse. That's your one verse. <laughs> like, that's your moment where you're like, you know, you're in the gym working out strong. You're like, hey, Bible says bodily training is valuable. This is of some value, right? this you can, you can puff up your dirt bag (laughs) if you want. (laughs) Don't be offended. But godliness is a value in every way, right? So like godly, having a godly spirit in mind is even more valuable than being super strong. You got to be strong in your mind. Godliness is value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come see right training physically only holds promise in this life it really does it it does like let's not take away from it right if you if you're strong or fit or you name it right it holds some promise for this life maybe you'll be attractional or maybe somebody might want to be your friend or maybe you might feel healthy those things are good Those things affect the mind as well. However, it's only going to last so long no matter what you do. Therefore, training your mind for godliness is is good and valuable in every way. It holds promise for this life. It's good for this life and for eternity. So train your mind. Train your mind. I wish we can go deeper into this today, but we got to wrap it up here. But train your mind. Start thinking, okay, what does it look like to be disciplined? What does it look like for me to be a trainer of my own thinking? I've been uh, memorizing verses in the Bible for almost a decade now. i got a whole Rolodex of scriptures that I've memorized in my heart. And the Holy Spirit will pull out these scriptures. I don't need no book in front of me. He can just pull them out of my heart going through life to talk to me. So, yeah, God talks to me through the scriptures I've memorized. And the Holy Spirit promises to bring to remembrance the things that Christ has told us. But if you don't have any scriptures in your heart and in your mind, the Holy Spirit's going to be like, what do I grab to, to try to speak to you? Train yourself. Get in the word until the word gets in you. Plant yourself. You don't have to read the whole Bible in a day, but maybe you start tomorrow. You know, I always talk about the proverb of a day challenge. Right now, I'm reading through the book of Acts right? I'm just reading one chapter a day. I always get my proverb in no matter what. That's always constant for me. I need God's wisdom every day. But I just picked up the book of Acts recently, and I've just been journeying through the book of Acts one chapter a day. It's been helpful for my soul. It's I've been seeing it differently. I've been reading it differently. I'm also memorizing Deuteronomy chapter 6 with our staff, and, and I need those words in my heart because sometimes Different things will cross through my mind. That's not right. It'll be, a, it'll, be, it'll be a guard. It'll hit the guard. It'll hit the gate code, and I'll be like, okay, what do I need right now? Let me just quote Deuteronomy 6. Let me just quote Psalm 38. Let me just quote Colossians 3. I had to memorize Colossians 3. It took me a couple years to do it, and I still need to read it to stay fresh in it. It's about discipline. It's about training. Amen? Amen. So finally, Ephesians 4, uh, verses 23 It says, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. That's what it says. That's how you start to get the new self. When you get the new self, you'll feel better, you'll live better, you'll walk better, you'll you'll be able to put on your new self. We'll talk about that new self next week. I hope you come back. And uh, it starts with the mind, Amen. amen? Amen. Father, we thank you.